0: rutherford issues with brian barrett on fm 101.9 and am 1450 murfreesboro fm 100.5 smyrna and streaming at wgnsradio.com on today's rutherford issues we're talking about rutherford county schools james evans is our guest and uh Summertime's just about over, isn't it, James?
1: Yeah, happy back-to-school season. We've got school starts back in exactly two weeks from today. Our first two-hour day is Friday, August 5th. It's here. It I'm is here. My son is uh, moping at home. I made him mow the yard this morning. He's like, Dad, I only have so much summer left. So uh, he's he's already feeling it.
0: You know, uh it's kind of fun how those, you know, kids in you know kindergarten, first, second grade, you know, they're all very excited about school. And then when you get to those middle school days, it's like. <laughs> like that. I say you've got a middle
1: schooler or a high schooler. Yeah, hey, my oldest is about to be in eighth grade, and then uh-huh. I have a yeah. uh, first, uh, upcoming first grader and third grader. But the eighth grader, I tried to get him to come with me this morning mm-hmm. and say, hey, you can talk as a student yeah. about what it's like. And he's like, no, Dad, I, I don't want to <laughs> be on the radio. I just want to stay at home. So I don't want
0: to talk about school. I want to enjoy the rest of the summer. So, yeah. But uh, I know the tax-free weekend, I think, is next weekend, too. I so. think so. That's right. Yeah.
1: That's right. Um, oh, it's always popular. So And so what? what parents should know on that too is that our schools have posted their uh, school supply list online. A lot of them have already emailed them home, things like that. So just take those and take advantage of that that weekend. It saves you some money on school supplies and also uh, clothing and things like that as well.
0: So the best place to find those is wherever your child goes to school, go on their website and they'll have them posted there? Yep,
1: they'll have them posted on their website. You can uh, reach out to your principal if you can't find it or something like that and they can let you know, but usually they're pretty obvious on the website where they are.
0: Yeah, well, um, as we look toward back to school, I know that um, last school board meeting there was a very slight calendar change. um, that, That Friday before Christmas break starts, I guess. Yeah, so
1: we tried something for, I guess, I think we only did it one year, uh, but it was scheduled to be our second year where we did a full day of that that Friday leading into winter break or Christmas break. um, And there was feedback from some parents they didn't care for it. Some educators didn't either because a lot of them were used to kids go to school for a couple hours and then they go ahead and head out on their travel plans and things like that and so uh, we asked the board to change this one back to two hours so uh, those two hour days are a funny thing because some parents really like them and some don't and so we try to limit as many of those as possible because they're they're very inconvenient for parents we know that you know and your attendance rate in those days are terrible so we have the two hour day at the beginning of the school year and that's like your last registration day kind of thing orientation day and then you have one at the end of the year to pick up report cards and those kinds of things we were trying to hold it just to those two days but we're going to add that one back so the the date they're going into winter break that friday is a two-hour day
0: but any uh, in services and things during the year those are going to still be full days
1: yeah it's it parents have said if you're going to have them out of half days might as well just have the whole day because that way they, they've got to arrange child care anyway a lot of times and it, we just so we've reduced the number of half days and just made them full days out for in service days right
0: uh, I heard some positive feedback on, on those just because of, like you say, if there are, I don't know what the number is, but if there are six half days, then three full days made a lot more sense in terms of child care and such.
1: Exactly. I think we used to have, uh, We at one point we had as many as six half days. We reduced to four. And I think we're down to about two now. Uh, maybe three. I would have to look at the calendar again. But yeah. like I said, it's it's uh, it's still an inconvenience. We get that. Uh, but we have to have those training days built in for teachers. Those in-service days, it's important for them to get that throughout the year. Um, and so this seems to be the least um, uh, disruptive way of doing it.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, as we do prepare for the new school year, I've noticed that there's been a lot of attention on Uh, Positions that are open, I was mentioning to you before we went on the air, several of my Facebook friends are, uh, you know, in administration at various schools and you know they've been posting. I've seen some yard signs at the schools about hiring, and and so that's there's a big push to get everybody that you can before the school year.
1: Yeah, so this is obviously a big hiring season. We have about six thousand employees total. That's a combination of teachers and what we call classified employees, like myself. It's employees who don't uh, their positions don't require a teaching license, but their are support roles and things like that. So your cafeteria, your secretaries, your education assistants, food service workers. Um, and just like everyone else, we are feeling the crunch on uh, on jobs, and so uh, there's about. Uh, 90 teaching jobs that are posted currently, uh, about 80 support roles, and we have one leadership role that's open. We are looking for a new um, coordinator for our special education program, the special education director, basically, and that job is posted currently. Um, But anyone who is interested, we've had a great turnout this summer at different job fairs and things like that. People who are wanting to work on that same schedule as their child, there's a lot of benefits to it, but this is if you are you are wanting a job uh, the pay is good this the, the board's been working on increasing the pay on some of these support roles to make it more competitive uh, this is uh, you can probably definitely find something to, whether you have a teaching license or not
0: I've noticed that some school districts are you know there are a couple of hundred employees short and things of that nature are, are is Rutherford County an in, in- pretty good shape i know that you you never have every job filled but where, where do we seem to be
1: uh it's there's a few there's a few more openings this year than there would be normally but that's just because we're we are competing with every uh school district or yeah basically every school district in middle tennessee and beyond looking for teachers mm-hmm. because the is only graduating so many uh then we're also we are the highest growing officially the highest growing uh, district this year we added 2,000 kids within in one year that was the fastest growing than any other school district so we have a lot of growth positions as well uh, and so that's made the demand even higher this year than normal but uh, I, I have confidence that our our schools and our HR department is going to be able to find all of those it's just uh, and when I say there's openings that doesn't mean there's not been people who are um, applying for them that's just what's currently posted so they're going through that search process right now yeah uh, I,
0: I've, I've always found it interesting that, you know, you, you do everything possible to get kids registered before August starts, but there, there are still always those unanticipated, and, uh, you know, administrators have to, to shuffle things around. So You know, maybe they've got so many extra kids in second grade, and then there's a position that opens up during the school year. I mean, these are inevitable things that happen, so... Th- that on top of this now so there'll there'll be plenty of jobs my point
1: yeah absolutely so you always have parents you have those that parents that starting last december they started registering their kindergarten for august you know those just really those who plan ahead and then you have those that show up like after labor day saying hey we saw a school bus drive by that's funny I'm, i'm i'm not actually making that up we we had a parent call us one year and said hey is school back in session and we'd been back in session about three and a half weeks and she said I saw a school bus drive by this morning and thought I should probably check into that. I think it's time to go back to school. And we're like, Yep. We've been going for about a month now. So you you have all kinds uh, as far as the procrastinators and early planners, but that makes it hard on schools too when they're trying to shuffle and anticipate their they use their historical data, they use what their pre registrations are and they try to anticipate how many are gonna be in each classroom and all of that, but there's always some last minute uh, moving around, and with a district as size of ours, that's that can be quite a few jobs that open up.
0: You know, and I remember talking with you and uh, Lisa with the city schools uh, uh, about the, you know, when things happen historically, how that follows for for years to come. My example of that is 2020, and during the the pandemic, the the very next. Or that school year or the very next school year, maybe many people decided to wait an extra year to put their kids into kindergarten. And then you had a really huge kindergarten class, and then that's going to follow you right on through for 12 years.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so that's part of that 2000 that we grew. During During the height of the pandemic, that first, like the 2020 year, the year after that, and we'd all shut down early. The state had shut everything down in March that next year we didn't grow that much we grew i think it was it was fewer than 50 kids which is really small for us but uh, it stayed steady but it didn't really grow uh and then the next year we saw a boom and then the sonic boom that was that was the 2,000 kids that came back over that year it just kept growing you know things slowed down just a hair as far as people moving here but i mean it was just a pause and then it just came roaring right back and and you know you look around and see how many houses are being built Uh, A lot of those houses have kids, and so they're coming, and and we have to educate them.
0: So not only are you dealing with with that boom, but anticipating, you know, what could be coming this year and the next and keeping uh, up with buildings and and all that kind of thing. Uh, Someone has a knack of, of trying to figure that out. Who is that in the central office?
1: So we have a, an enrollment planner. His name is Shane Morgan. He's very good at this job. You'll You'll see him a lot when we talk about rezoning meetings. He's always the guy leading the presentation, showing the different maps and things mm. like that. He works with um, all of the different municipalities in the county and their planning departments, and he gets reports every month on the number of building permits that have been issued and things like that, home sales, all of those things. And uh, he has a background in GIS. He has it all mapped out, and so he can see those pockets of growth as they're coming, and he can tell you, looking out two years, where the growth will probably be. Uh, but, you know, um, it, it's just and it, the, the, the tricky thing in Rutherford County is, it's not growing in just one section it's not just laverne it's not just the 24 corridor those things are growing those areas but it's also Eagleville has new neighborhoods coming online and so it's it's all over the county and so it's hard to always plan exactly where we need the new school because we need new schools in multiple places or new additions which is yeah. what our board's working on
0: so. and uh i guess we're on track to start some of those new additions at the high schools here soon
1: yeah so we this year we have Three new additions coming online. That's a a renovation and an addition at Smyrna Middle School. This is the old portion of the school. We added on to Smyrna Middle a couple of years ago. And then the, the older part of the building, which needed a lot of attention, has been renovated now. That's opening this year. We have an addition at Rockville Elementary and an addition at Rockville Middle. Now those won't be online for the first day of school. Uh, It'll be closer to fall break, but they're coming online during this first semester is what the plan is. And that's going to help relieve some overcrowding at those schools. Parents out there know that last year we had to put a lot of portables out in there uh and some of the high school too of course which was surprising because we had just opened the high school and then so the next phase is the board has an intent to do five editions at the high schools the first three have been approved uh that's smyrna oakland and uh riverdale and then there's three more after that coming online as well that will be laverne high school and i believe uh, stewart's creek is the other one Mm -hmm.
0: so will those high school um Additions and and things will that start this
1: year? Yes, it's uh, it's going out to bid now. Okay, and, but it takes a while. It, those will probably uh, come online some to sometime in the 23-24 school year. Uh, I don't know if it'll be the first day of school, but it just it it, it right now it really depends on uh, contractors' ability to have a workforce. Um, they have a and our contractors in this county have a ton of projects going on between homes and businesses and schools Mm -hmm. and things like that and then also you're just your supply chain issues which everyone's still recovering from
0: which i would assume that's why the rockvale editions, for instance aren't ready to come online because the goal was to start at the beginning of the school year we always
1: yeah we always aim for that but it's just we just have to see once the project gets going what what is realistic as far as i mean last year we had an addition at laverne middle school come on and it came on after fall break um, we had hoped to have it open, but everything's like there were bathroom fixtures that we couldn't get. Like we could get part of the bathroom fixtures. I think they had trouble getting some like sinks or something like that. But they got the toilets in, and they just had to wait. And then they they had to change the floor tiles out of what they were going to use several times because they could get so many cases of one pattern in, but not enough to do the entire project. And so they had to keep switching what they were going to use for for the pa- uh, the pattern in the tiles so they could all be the same. Of course, you wanted it all tie together nicely. But just those supply chain issues, those things have really affected not only us, but everyone.
0: So, yeah. James Evans with Rutherford County Schools joining us uh, today and uh, so much to, to talk about. Well, let's kind of focus in on a couple of uh, the schools as well. Holloway's got an open house coming up and uh, virtual school. So, tell me about those things.
1: Yeah. So, next Thursday uh, from five to seven at Holloway High School, this is their big annual recruitment and interview event. Anybody who's interested in going to Holloway to attending that school, come on out uh, you can see the school you can talk to the principal and the staff the other teachers um, the way the Holloway works is it's a it's a high school for grades 9 through 12 they're on a true four by four block schedule which means that every semester you have four classes and then you switch to four additional classes the next semester four new classes so you can complete eight classes in a year which means that you can uh, the school oftentimes is used for those who are behind and need to catch up or those who are wanting to graduate early they can go to Holloway and they can, they had the opportunity to earn one additional credit basically a year more than the other high schools so you can get caught up. Uh, it's done through interview and through essay, the, the admission to that school. So the principal will tell you all about that. But next Thursday, the 28th, from 5 to 7. And then the Rutherford County Virtual School, which is in its, I believe this is its third year. They serve grades 3 through 12. They still have some openings. Uh, all you have to do is go to Rutherford County Virtual School. Just Google that or head to our website and it will link it to it. And they will tell you their admission process, but they are still taking classes and students now are still taking students signing up for classes now. Uh, this for the virtual school is something that a lot of people think that we started it because of COVID. It was actually already in the planning phase, but when, when COVID came around, we decided to go ahead and launch it because we knew there would be a, a greater demand for those wanting to do virtual learning, but this is a full virtual school. When you graduate, your diploma says Rutherford County Virtual School. That's where you graduate from. Um, they are actually based out of the John Coleman Annex in Smyrna, but of course, a majority of their events are all online and virtual, and it's been a great success. Uh, if you're one of those families or students who just thrive in that kind of environment, uh, you'll love it. Now, it's not for everybody because you've got to be uh, one that's good with your own schedule and motivating and got to have your family support behind you, but that's what it's for. Uh,
0: it, it's it's really an amazing concept, uh, but you know they've got a mascot, administration, all those things that you would have uh, with with an actual school. But it's it's all on the the virtual side, and like you said, not it's not for everybody. And I would think as you get um, higher in grade, maybe more utilize it for that. I, I don't know.
1: Well, and so we added the third through uh, fifth grade last year. we started out eventually our originally sixth through twelve. Mm. We added those elementary grades. We've had parents say, "Hey, can we start it in kindergarten?" but uh, we're not ready to do that yet we We think third grade is kind of the optimal grade right at this point to start that program um, and but we've had students who are successful. We've had some students who are uh, for lack of a better term they're they're either like uh, semi-pro athletes or maybe they're like we had like an ice skater who travels around a lot she does some professional ice skating um, and so she wanted to stay in school of course but she has a an unusual schedule and so the virtual school has been just a godsend for her um, now that's not the norm but you have like we have we have because of our proximity to Nashville and things things we have some families that are mm. you know they they have some unusual schedules and this really works for them. Uh, but it's it's working well and uh, like you said they had their own mascot which actually was uh, they had a contest and had the students the first year students come up with that and so they're the trailblazers which is appropriate i um we, we thought they might go like with the keyboards or you know something <laughs> like that but no they uh trailblazers and uh, they've got a mascot and all of that so absolutely uh,
0: last thing here uh, schools just days away and parents should expect to start hearing lots more communication from you guys too right yeah
1: now the schools have already been pushing out some information but uh you're going to see a lot of stuff starting on monday just reminding everybody that we're kind of now in the crunch time um like i mentioned earlier a lot of parents have already started the registration process it's available online today any of our websites you go any of the school websites are all the same as far as this button goes there's a registration button just click on that and it tells you exactly what you need and and uh, how to register how to sign up if you already have existing students how to add new students how to renew registrations all those things uh, get a jump on it. start doing it now uh, if you have any questions call your schools they're going to be reopened they they reopen starting monday um, but this is the, the, the last big push to get everybody going for that first day of school, which, again, is two weeks from today is the first two-hour day, and then two weeks from Monday is the first full day of school.
0: It, it's, it's important that you go online and look for the, the items that you need because it, it may take you a little bit of time to get some of those if it's vaccination records or birth certificates or that kind of thing that you have to have yep. to get your hands on it. it it may be in several locations so it's it's important to kind of get on that
1: yeah and i, I mean i've got to do it myself for my own children to start verifying that stuff but we uh you know w- once you have your kids in school I, I keep kind of an electronic file of all of mine and some people do that as well but we'll keep it in their family safe or whatever their documents safe but there are some things that are a little bit easier. So it used to be if you didn't have your child's official birth certificate, you had to go to Nashville and go to the Office of Vital Records, and, and you know that's kind of a pain to do that. But now you can get those from the health department here. If your child was born in Tennessee, they can get that from any of the county health departments. That helps. Uh, if there's ever been any sort of divorce or custody change situation in the past, you need to copy of that parenting plan. Um, you'll need your utility bill, a current utility bill for um, proof of residence, you know, those kinds of birth certificate, like we mentioned before, and then your, your shot records and your immunization records. James, thanks for stopping in today. I appreciate you having me. It's always good to be here. Uh, Dr. Sullivan, our director of schools, our new director of schools will be on Monday for your walls, action line at 8 mm-hmm. o'clock on Monday.
0: And a uh, chance to, uh, I guess it'll be our first opportunity to get to uh, speak with him on, on the air in that position. And uh, folks may have a lot of questions and we'll find out more about uh, Dr. Sullivan. So looking forward to that.
1: Okay, thanks for having me.
0: That's Monday morning on the action line. And our guest today, James Evans with Rutherford County Schools here on News Radio WGNS. Thank you so much for listening in and we'll see you next time.